Have you been hitting the books and listening to lectures all day? It's time to relax, to unwind, and listen up. This is Brooke from Campus Chronicles, your go-to podcast for everything student life. No matter where you are in your academic journey, we have you covered. Think of us as a trusted mentor, friend, and confidant who always has your back. We'll be sharing inspiring stories, thought-provoking insights, and practical advice to help you succeed in and out of the classroom. So get ready to be inspired, enlightened, and entertained. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Campus Chronicles. I am overtly excited to introduce you to the beautiful and the wonderful Phoebe of Sincere Self-Worth. Phoebe, thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you. I could not be more excited to dive into this young woman's story and all that she has been able to balance and all that she has been able to accomplish in her life. So Phoebe, you routinely balance your business, Sincere Self-Worth, with your university workload. How do you do that? That is a great question. And to be honest, there's times when I definitely didn't. I think it's definitely knowing almost limits as a human. I think sometimes when we're very, when if you're someone like me and someone who is an entrepreneur, then you are quite a perfectionist and you want to do everything and be there for people and be healthy and look after your friends and your family. And it can be really so much to bear when actually, in fact, it's okay to lower your priorities on some areas of your life and increase your priorities of others. Um, so what I've learned, especially in the last year, actually, because when I started this year, I definitely wasn't balancing both very well at all. So I had a word for the year, which is called Selah. And Selah is, it's a word that's in the Bible a lot. I am a Christian. And it basically means to create space between before and after. So when you do something, it's about kind of breathing in the moment and really appreciating it and just sitting in silence for a while before moving into the next thing. And when I dislocated my elbow in January, I remember I couldn't do any work. I couldn't do anything. And it was in that time that I realized I could actually still have a huge impact on people and not be able to do my uni work or even do things how I usually would and I ended up selling more books than I ever had before in that month uh, that, and I ended up doing better my degree than I did just because I took a step back so I think it really is about not expecting everything to be go 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 all the time in all areas of your life it's really about stepping back and only doing things that move the needle, but also knowing it's okay to stop and take a break and appreciate time with your family and alone time, and then go back to work when it feels right for you. Well, I love that you mentioned limitations as a human, because so often we apologize for our humanity, right? And we apologize for being a human or for getting tired or for not always being 100% on or 100% peppy. What are the warning signs to know like, hey, this might not actually be working or this might not be healthy? Is there something that you feel or something that you're saying to yourself that's a little bit of a, a red flag, as we could call it? Like, you know how in dating world, they always say waving a red flag. Uh, what is waving a red flag in terms of, you know, balance and when you know that's off? Oh, I love this question. Um, my mom once told me never make a decision out of guilt or fear. And that can 
for me, that honesty can look like if I feel like I'll actually use the example of yesterday. So I had a big kind of injection of followers on my TikTok. And as soon as I got this, I felt like, okay, how can I leverage this? How can I use this? I need to create more. I need to do more. I need to use this injection of people looking at my page to basically grab them and say, stay in my community. I don't leave. And it definitely was a mindset out of desperation and fear of losing them rather than actually serving them. So a year ago, I definitely would have just gone ahead with those feelings, but I really took a step back with myself yesterday. I thought, no, like, like they're people, they're not numbers and I'm here to serve them. But at the same time, I'm not their mum or their sister, or even like if they believe in the faith, like I, I'm not, I'm just a person. So I don't have to be there for them right then, right now. And so I think the second when you make, you start making decisions out of that kind of mindset is when you should stop. When you can come to the realization and say, I'm a human and I might be a human that's a high achiever that is able to balance or do so many things that doesn't take away from the fact that you're still a human being that needs rest and needs play and needs relaxation time, regardless of what you're balancing between school and work and what other ventures someone has. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing with being human is sometimes if we have people around us who are definitely probably living a slower life in that moment, whether it's our loved ones or friends or whatever, some people do have the need to make you feel like they need your attention right then, right now. And if you are in a busy season of life, it isn't about being there for them to almost cater for their fear of being alone. It's about also saying to them, listen, you're more quiet, like you're living a more quiet life than I am right now. Mine's quite busy. Can I just take this time for myself and I'll come back to you at this time, X, Y, and Z. And it's hard. I've lost friends from doing that, but I think that's only how I'm able to serve the people I love to serve. Um, so yeah. Exactly. So let's kind of roll into the university conversation because a lot of your business, Sincere Self-Worth, is around the pressures that people face in university, the immense transitions you go through. Walk us through, I suppose, how you balance your university life emotionally, socially, romantically, because that's so important too when we're having this conversation around balance. Not only how do we balance work and play in school, but within the university conversation, how do we begin to balance that? Really good question. Um, and I do think it's very dependent on the person themselves. For example, um, my boyfriend wants to go into the science field and to be a scientist, it's less about running a, a business and it's more about how much do you know about science? Whether me, my degree is marketing and it has become a bonus for me, my degree. And my core belief is that I'm meant to serve this audience and the degree is just like, a, a, I shouldn't say a fun thing to do on the side. Well, it's a thing that happens to be happening. That's my favorite word. For me, I do definitely prioritize the creative side of things um, in terms of the business I have. Um, I'm not saying that I don't work very hard at my degree. I do, but I'm not as, I don't prioritize getting all A's and A pluses all the time. I prioritize knowing the content, feeling like I can go into a business setting and apply what they've taught me. 
But if that means I get one grade less, I'm I'm not that bothered by it. <laughs> but yeah. Well, it is the application at the end of the day, right? Because there, some people are really good test takers. Now, I was always a very, very good test taker. But that doesn't always mean that you can apply the content perfectly. So I love that you bring that distinction up. And the other thing is, you know, a little earlier, I was thinking back to you said not making decisions out of fear and guilt. Something I would add to that is not making decisions out of shame. Because sometimes we make decisions out of shame around, I don't, I'm not spending enough time on my degree, or I'm not spending enough time with my friends, or I'm not doing enough for my parent, right? And those shame decisions can really drain our energy around our schoolwork, around our businesses. So how do you stay out of that mindset too? I think we are all on this journey of undoing our shame. I think if you've grown up in a world where you probably didn't become self-aware and understanding of all this until you were older like I was, um, it can be really hard to undo everything you learn about what's correct and what's the right way to live. Because in my opinion, there's ways that how we live that can damage us and I wouldn't recommend doing those. But there's also many people who live different lives that I do that I would never do, but if it brings them peace and love, then they should go do it. And I think it's really about undoing what we've learned about, you know, when to get married, when to get a degree, what you should look like at a certain age, you know, all these kind of pressures that as what I've learned in my degree that in marketing, they just push at you all the time. Um, It's not helpful and it's not healthy and we don't have to live according to society's rules. Um, so I think first acknowledging that, acknowledging that your shame is valid, that you've grown up in a world that has constantly put the shame on you, that you're never good enough. And then slowly moving past that, you know, having friends that I have a best friend and we honestly have the most healing and most gorgeous conversations ever. And we also laugh like there's no tomorrow. And I think having that and that just bringing just bringing so much love and light in the world that's not based on expectation, but that's just based on our authenticity, I think is the way to undo shame and stop making decisions out of shame. And you really touched that in your book too. You touched this idea of, you know, choosing what's right for you, being what's right for you, doing what's right for you. You wrote a book while going to university, while having a business. That is the epitome of balance. And you were how old when you wrote this book? 20 when I wrote it. She was 20 and she just turned 21 recently. So we got to give her a clap for all that she has accomplished. But going back to the book conversation, books are not easy to write. That is very representative of how you apply balance. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that because I do believe we all have gifts. We all have a passion. And I also do believe that we all have one area that are meant to serve and to make the world a better place. And for me, writing has always come really easily to me. I mean, I probably write so many poems a day. Um, and I mean, my TikTok is basically just based on my writing skills. And so I think when I went to go write the book, I had a lot of ideas. I didn't have a lot of clarity. And then I had people like you who gave me clarity. And then what was created was the things I've had on my heart for so long and then someone to help me make sense of it. And it just became this really gorgeous um, 
literally, it's called the light journal and it really is a light. Like when I talk about it to people, I really do mean that I truly believe this book can help heal people in ways that maybe they never thought was possible before. And I just, I'm so passionate about it. (laughs) Well, and your book gives people space. That's one thing I know about your book is it does really give space to be interpreted how someone needs it, which is different depending upon the moment or the situation in your life. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think there's so many we're taught throughout school and even on, you know, some self-help books that there's, we're not doing enough. Like we need to do this amount of exercise. We need to get this grade and we need to, and I've seen a lot online, especially like how to get 10K followers. And I'm like, how, why is it about numbers when it should be about serving the community first and learning first and, you know, feeling healthy in your body first. It's all these statistical goals I'm not saying those are wrong but I think we put that ahead of the feeling and the we want to get for as long as we live then I think that's when things go wrong well it's when you put it up on a pedestal right and you say when I achieve this thing then I'll be good enough then I'll be worthy then I'll be valuable and you and I both know in school and in business if you say when I get all A's I'll be valuable well, then what happens when your grade slips? Are you no longer a valuable human? Or if you say, when I make XYZ amount of dollars or XYZ amount of pounds in my business, and then th- there's an environmental factor or there's a factor in your life where you can't work quite as much, then are you not worthy? So what would be your advice to a young person that is building a business, writing a book, has an idea about getting their self-esteem and, as you mentioned in your business name, their self-worth in place before embarking on the journey? Oh, I absolutely love this question. And the first thing I'd always say is never try and prove anyone wrong. I have been the mindset where you think, oh, I want to almost get back at the person who hurt me. Negative incentives will never serve the community and also I promise you that person's not even probably thinking about you and it also just it, it takes away from the work you're doing and turns it into something like just not what you want to create and so I think that's the first thing I would say and the second most important thing I would say is fail and learn like a thousand times I have thought of a honestly I've probably thought of like a hundred business ideas and I've tried and I've had done different launches and some of them absolutely flopped and I felt gutted. And then I realized it's because I was doing it out of how good it makes me look rather than how am I serving people. And I started my Instagram account when I was 17 years old and it started off as just a place where I could talk to people and be myself. That's literally, I didn't feel like I could be myself at school. And it's really funny. I never forget the moment I got my first follower on Instagram and it was like a boss account, but I did not care. I was so happy. <laughs> I was literally so happy. And they unfollowed me within like a day because I didn't answer their like promo. But I just think like that's how I started. And then I only, I would say reached, I put this in quotation marks, but, but success on TikTok when I was about, I think 19, 20 I was. Um, And that was four years of work. And I'm not saying you have to wait four years to get, I guess you could say what people consider success. 
But I have loved what I learned in that time and I've loved how it's perfected my craft a lot more. But also, like, I'm really proud of the work I create now. The business that you have when you're 20, the business that you have in college when you're 18 years old, it can be beautiful for a season of your life, but it might not be the rest of your life. And so many people get stuck in this idea of what if I do the wrong business? Just if you have that entrepreneurial spirit, do something. It doesn't have to be the thing that you're committing yourself to for 50 years. I promise you're not marrying your first business. How do you gracefully let go in terms of, let's say you get a bad grade on a test, or let's say you do lose 20 followers over a post. Is it something that you're still learning or what does the gracefully letting go process look like? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. Um, For me, if I'm thinking business-wise, I've had some awful comments online and I always see it as a wave and it will come over you and it will suck for a day, maybe even a week, and you'll be drowning for a little bit, but it always does pass. Not fighting the sadness, like I don't always agree with quotes like, sticks and stones they break my bones but names will never hurt me they do hurt you and you know like if your mum said you were not being very nice if it didn't hurt you are you are you actually not being very nice even though I know the comments said about me aren't true online um they are gonna hurt and that's okay and then a week later the people who commented the mean things about me forgotten and so have I and there's that aspect of letting letting go I think the other one is I don't tell really anyone that I've got a bad grade or anything if I'm feeling vulnerable so I made the mistake and he won't mind me saying this but um I told my boyfriend about this grade I got at university and he said and he's a very 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 academic boy he said what are you gonna do to do this better are you gonna email them right now this is terrible for you like you're not a c grade student and all this and he went off on one and I felt terrible whether if I just stopped and thought okay this is the grade how do I want to go about this do I want to just sit with this for a while do I want to talk to my friends about it and eventually your heart will tell you the right option and please always trust your I call it like your inner peace like always trust it like whether that's the Holy Spirit for you or something else or whether that's your knowing whatever you call it um, it does always know and you've got to learn to trust it and Maybe it would look like sitting on my own for a while and praying about it. Maybe it would look like going to my friends or my boyfriend, but it's always going to differ. So when you're in that vulnerable state, rethink about what you need in that moment and listen to it. A lot of times we kind of cling or grasp onto things too. And part of really maturing and growing as a student, as a business owner is I can't be perfect for everything. And so when I know something's not right for me, whether it's an extracurricular or a club or even a friend, because sometimes we have to gracefully let go of a friendship that we know isn't right for who we are and for where we're going. And that's really hard. Yeah, that's so true. And like, you know, like letting yourself feel it at all. I don't know why in this world we're told to, you know, get up and get over it. And maybe in some time that's a correct response, but When it comes to grieving someone, whether it's a partner or a friend or a a degree or, you know, one big grief process for me was when I moved to university and suddenly I didn't have the people I loved around me next door. And you have to almost grieve who you you were, I suppose. And 
eventually accepts that this is your new life and this is who you're going to be and you're going to be more independent and that's scary and just all that stuff and that's okay um I really believe in feeding everything now Phoebe if people want to get involved if they want to learn more about the things that you do or potentially even follow along share with them where they can find you and then also share a bit about your book as well Oh, yes, of course. So um, I answer every single one of my messages. So you can either message me on my Instagram, which is Phoebe Gracia. So P-H-O-E-B-E-G-R-A-Z-I-A. And then my TikTok is the same name, but we're just with an X-O at the end. Um, I answer every single message. So please message me on there. And yeah, my book. So my book has four sections to it. And it is basically all about teaching you how to find your self-worth again because you don't really need to find it it's already within you it's just reminding yourself what that is and how to use that self-worth into finding your passions and serving others and making self-worthy decisions I like to say yeah so you can find that book again it's on on my socials I have the link in my bio so you can just find it on there that is amazing and before we close up do you have one little nugget or final piece of advice you would give to our viewership or just a final thing you'd like to leave them with? Oh, I love this question. Never, ever like chase anything or anyone. I promise you it, it, was ne- it will never be worth it. There's nothing wrong with saying persistent. I'm not saying if you want a goal or in my case, I was after my boyfriend who who didn't like me at the time. That's real, ladies. Don't chase. And men too. Yeah. Young men. Don't chase ladies that that are not right for you. <laughs> exactly. But like there's nothing wrong with, you know, staying consistent and persistent. But please don't make your whole identity someone else or something or someone because it again, it it might feel good for a second, but most likely it will not feel good in the long term. So please don't do that to yourself. I love this piece of advice and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful and so excited that you took time out of your tremendously busy schedule to sit down with us here today. I hope you had fun. I had so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on Campus Chronicles. I hope you found our discussion informative, inspiring, entertaining and fun. We are always working hard to make sure that our episodes are the very best they can be, which means we need your help. If you liked what you heard, remember to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast platform and drop us a review. It helps us to connect with more students who are hungry for success. And remember, the journey never stops. Keep listening, keep learning, keep growing. See you next week for another amazing episode of Campus Chronicles.